This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the second Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 19th of January. It's estimated that there are currently 375 million vegetarians worldwide, and in Europe, vegetarians make up an estimated 10% of the population. What we eat nowadays is important for us on many levels, and we can't take it for granted anymore that everyone has the same taste and ethics as I do. When you have someone new coming to dinner, you need to ask them, is there anything they don't eat? Many people find the whole notion of killing animals for food or fashion as something highly repugnant. Lambs and calves are too cute to eat or wear. And we're even being told that if we eat less meat, we can save the planet. The central line of the Gospel of the Mass of this Sunday is, Behold the Lamb of God. This is one of the most important lines in Scripture because it's also one of the most misunderstood lines in all of the Bible. A casual survey a number of years ago asked Catholics what they understood by the Lamb of God. And the typical answers were that he's gentle and kind and much like a lamb. But to a first century Jew, it would have had very little to do with the concept of gentle, meek and nice. What it meant to them was sacrifice. It meant that Jesus was someone who was destined to be sacrificed as a sin offering to God. Now I reckon that most of that last sentence doesn't mean much to the average person living in the 21st century today. But it would at the very least be confusing in the extreme. He, Jesus, was destined to be sacrificed as a sin offering to God. The average person today might wonder why God would require a sacrifice, and how could that sacrifice do anything with regard to sin? We might prefer to use words today when speaking of sin as dysfunction or lack of compassion or defects, which can be addressed through therapy or counselling, or in extreme cases through punishment or imprisonment. But sacrifice? How could sacrifice deal with anybody's sins? For the average person who knows anything about Jesus Christ, they might regard him as a good person or a moral teacher, but surely not as a lamb of sacrifice. You may recall Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, which was first screened over ten years ago. It tried to portray the very strangeness of this idea. Mel Gibson presented Jesus not primarily as an ethical teacher, but he presented him as the lamb of sacrifice. Now, the idea of sacrifice runs like a golden thread through the entire revelation of God in the Bible. Cain and Abel, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, Moses, Samuel, Saul, David, all performed sacrifices. And for centuries, the temple in Jerusalem was a place where millions of animals were slaughtered and burned in sacrifice. They say that those who approached the temple, approached the temple would have smelt something that was a combination of a slaughterhouse and a barbecue. That's how much animal sacrifice was going on. So for the ancient people of the Bible before Christ, the logic of sacrifice was simple to express. Some aspect of God's good creation is taken and returned to God in order to signal one's desire for union with God. So the first fruits of creation, 
crops, some animal, a lamb, a bull, is returned to God. They are burnt and offered up in order to signify desire for union with God. Those sacrifices were done for all sorts of reasons, for reparation for sin. They were sacrifices of communion or sacrifices simply of thanksgiving. But whatever the case, something was returned to God as a sign of desire for union with him. In the case of animal sacrifice, those who are making the sacrifice were saying, may this happen to me if I violate my covenant with God, or else as this life is given away, so my life is given away symbolically. Or what happens to this poor animal in justice ought to be happening to me. Now, though this might seem odd and even bizarre to us, this was the practice of ancient times, certainly of Jesus' time. But remember, God was never perceived as needing these offerings, as though they added something to who he was. In some ancient religions and mythology, the gods needed to be kept happy, as though they were being fed by the sacrifices. But the God of the Bible is not someone who needs our sacrifices. So with that in mind, which would have been the culture of first century people, and in the mind of John the Baptist, he says those words, Behold, the Lamb of God. Anyone seeing that phrase in the Gospel of St John would have been thinking about sacrifice. It's nothing to do with Jesus being gentle and humble. He was that, but this phrase has to do with the temple sacrifice. John is saying that Jesus will be the one who will offer the final and definitive sacrifice, the one who finally reconciles divinity and humanity. With all those sacrifices of the Old Testament, however grand they were, there is nevertheless the enduring sense that they were imperfect. There is the sense that despite all this sacrifice, mankind is not properly reconciled. And so the prophets begin to long for the definitive sacrifice. John the Baptist is saying that Jesus is finally the one who will deal definitively with the problem of sin, and that in his sacrifice we will find our salvation. John the Baptist is saying that Jesus is the new place of sacrifice. It's no longer the temple in Jerusalem. So it's obvious that those words of St John the Baptist are proclaimed at every day at every Mass, because the Mass is the representation of this sacrifice. Jesus, by entering into our human condition, takes away the sins of the world upon himself. As St Paul says, he became sin for us. Behold the Lamb of God. We look upon him at every Mass and know that this is he who became the most perfect sacrifice for the sins of the world. So whether we are vegetarian, vegan or omnivore, the reality is that Jesus Christ suffered and sacrificed himself for us in his own flesh and blood. He is the Lamb of God. May Mary, who stood at the foot of the cross and saw that Lamb of sacrifice offered on that first altar, give us this deeper appreciation of the meaning of those words the Lamb of God. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleading of your people and bestow your peace 
on our times. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.